Welcome to the More Life Podcast, where creative problem solvers and entrepreneurs talk about squeezing more out and finding meaning in this crazy thing we call life. Let's dive in. All right, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the More Life Podcast, live and direct on the video format. We're here with Adam. I'm not going to put the full govy out there, fam. From Studio 212, Studio 212 in Brampton. Uh, Adam, say what's up to the people, man. What's up, what's up? (laughs) This is a long time coming. I think I mentioned this to Adam a while back that uh, I need to get him on the podcast because a lot of the things that you've been saying have been moving differently and thinking differently in a very creative space. So let people know a little bit about yourself, uh, maybe what you do for a living, what does that entail, um, and a little bit of stuff like that. We'll get deeper into that and talk a little bit more. So uh, on a day-to-day, I guess you could say pre-COVID, I I was a barber, a barber slash hairstylist. (laughs) Uh, But as time went on, it kind of evolved into other other creative realms, I guess. I started taking photos. And from there, I always took photos. I started taking photos of, like, my kids. And then I started taking photos of, like, my haircuts, my clients. And then it just evolved into, like, I loved taking pictures like I loved cutting hair. And yeah. I kind of just kept it growing. That's definitely a differentiator, man, because, you know, you were recommended from a cousin, but as soon as I looked you up online, like, it was... A different vibe. I was like, oh, everything's in black and white. All right. And everything is like headshots, clean. Like, okay. And, you know, I grew up in the era of, like, getting your hair cut was more like an ordeal than, like, a a nice uh, experience. Yeah. And then I kind of seen you over the years craft an experience that people can come and feel comfortable and sit down, like, First of all, we're sitting in his studio, and you see there's nice furniture, there's even a plant, there's Basquiat on the walls. Like, you can tell there's a difference in terms of artistic style and approach. And I think one of the things you mentioned to me when we, when I first, one of the first few times that I came here was about uh, you had gone to Montreal, and there was an impression that was put on you, like, wow, this they're doing stuff differently over here. You're trying to bring that over. Uh, in Ontario uh, and, and implement that into your studio because at the time you were still in your basement yeah, cutting hair but yeah. even then it was kind of like you know the man zone it was very very nice and clean yeah. you know you had the, the electric vacuum picking up the hair like <laughs> <laughs> you had all the things I was like okay this is actually something that's more than just coming and get your cut because I got to you know there's intelligent conversation and stuff like that so maybe talk about the experience of going to Montreal, what did that do? What did you? What did that open your eye to? And then we'll talk more about your creative uh, architecture. Okay, so I was cutting hair in um, Malton, like Rexdale, Malton area at the time, and I got an offer to come out to Montreal to cut hair. This was in uh, 2015, I think, is when I got the offer. And at the time, I was cutting at the shop in Malton at a shop named Cold Cuts. Uh, the owner's name is Sean, a really uh, good friend of mine. And at the time, I, I received about, I think it was about 25 offers from different barbershops in the GTA. And I turned them all down. I would just say, like, I appreciate the offer, 
but I'm not looking for employment anywhere else. Sometimes mm. it would be telling me I'd make more money, it'd mm-hmm. be a better atmosphere. But I, I was like a really, like I'm loyal. If someone takes me on, I'm trying to stay with you. But um, when I got the offer to Montreal, it, it was different, man. It was like, it's not like I'm going to be working at a shop down the street and I left you. It was like, yeah. I'm leaving the, the province, you know? So... I went out to Montreal and I took the meeting and heard a little bit about the barbershop. The Notorious Barbershop was the name. And I met with Corey. And, like, it was from the minute I met him, I was just like, this is different. different. Like, this is is something I want to try. And obviously it was going to take a strain on my family, too, because I would have to leave my family. Like, my goal was to go there, build up, and bring my family to Montreal and stay in Montreal. Uh, when I got to Montreal, it was great atmosphere. They're offering something completely different in their barbershop. I believe at the time they were sponsored by Remy Martin. So when wow. you got your cut, you were offered like these different yeah. liquors Collection. that Remy Martin yeah. had, right? And I was just like, whoa, like this is this is elite. Like this is not what we had back home. It was quick cut, okay, next, yeah. you know? Sitting on horrible chairs. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, this is this is nice. But what happened was like my clients started pressuring me hey i understand you're in montreal like my clients back home (laughs) i understand you're in montreal but what about us like all of this stuff you're posting looks great but i need a haircut and i was like okay what am i gonna do well i need to see my family too i literally started coming back every weekend just to cut my clients and to see my family i'd be on a bus no matter how i sometimes i took a plane sometimes i took a bus sometimes i took a train i would sit at the front of the bus i'd always book the front seat on the bus and i'd take a picture of like the highway and i'd say i'm on my way home who wants a haircut it was snapchat at the time and i literally (laughs) was in my notes from snapchat to the notes okay seven i'd say i was gonna arrive at 10 p.m Guys are like, you, you arrive at 10 p.m., I'll pick you up from the mm-hmm. bus station. I want that first cut. I'm like, okay, cool. 11 p.m., 12 p.m., 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., I'm cutting. Sleep, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., the whole weekend. Then I would have to start back work. I believe we were closed on Monday, start back work on Tuesday. And it was every weekend to the point where one of my clients, named Sanja, he said to me, listen, what is it? Is it the money? Like, what is it going on with Montreal? Like, what's the... Why can't you just come back? And I'm like, it's not the money. It's what I'm learning and what yeah. I'm seeing. It's 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 making me think. And there's so much I want to implement when I get back. But I'm not ready. He's like, listen, I'll tell all my cousins, my boys. Don't worry. If there's clients you need, I'll, I'll, don't, we'll figure it out. And I had a pretty nice clientele at the time. I would say so if you're being booked all through the night. Yeah, but it was it was more so what I was seeing in Montreal, the vibe of Montreal, it was, it was different. The money, obviously, was a thing, too. Like, what I would make in a week here, sometimes I was able to make in a day in Montreal. Whoa. And I'm a family man. So yes. it's not that I'm thinking about the money. I'm thinking about what's best for my family at the time. So... That was one of the things and one day he said to me what like at what point would you know you're ready to come back and i was like you know like me being this far away from my family is starting to take a toll on my family i'm thinking about coming back and like i said to you i'd cut we finished saturday nights if i flew in i'd get back into toronto at like eight o'clock p.m on a saturday i'd cut all saturday sunday monday i didn't have work until tuesday so one week i was like you know what can I get Tuesday off? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, sure, no problem. So now I'm cutting Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. 
Yep. I'm like, you know what? I think it was like two weeks later. I'm like, I need Tuesday and Wednesday off. And at that point, it was Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And I said to myself, two more days? I think I could do that. At the time, I think my wife came up to Montreal and she was like, you know, this is great, but I, wa- I want you to come back home. Yeah, you, you also know? had what, one kid, two kids then? Two kids at the oh time. Yeah, two kids and a wife. So I was there for about <laughs> You're six lucky months. you were there in the first place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think I got there in January. My, my oldest son's birthday is in June. And, like, I was like, you know what? Like, from his birthday forward, like, I, I got to be back home. Like, I got to get back home. I think I came back in June, and I just hit the ground running. I started working out of my basement, offering the things that I would see that were offered in Montreal, like hot towel service, yep. different things. I, I think I uh, spoke to my, my friend, one of my really close friends, uh, Darren, at the time. This mm. is 2000 and. 16 mm-hmm. I said to him you know you're you're a photographer can you show me some things like teach me a little bit about the aperture and lighting <laughs> and all these things since back then and I started to up the pictures like the pictures the quality of the pictures started getting better and from there when I came back home I was like I, I can't go back like it's time to build what I, I know what I want now yeah. and I know what I want to provide and I know the experience let me try to build this and I worked in my basement for a year and then I got this place in 2000 and 17 so yeah one year day yeah that's inspiring like you took something that you saw creatively and manifested your own representation like i i know i'm speaking in like these big ideas and big thoughts but that's genuinely how i i see you yeah. i like if people were to ask me about you i wouldn't say that you're a barber yeah <laughs> i say out of the creative director yeah. you know what i mean like he sees things differently and that he tries to find okay what application can i then use for that like you already pre the pharrell book you already got the basquiat book you already see what's on the wall and if you can see like what's behind you know uh, behind the camera right now you'd see all the pictures the brand the marketing what that's why I don't even want to spend so much time about the barber yeah, stuff, man. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yo, this is just to get people beak wet to understand, okay, this is the type of person that you are. How did it transition from, what was the first studio called? Oh, the ER. The so, ER. Yeah. How did it go from ER to 212, to 212? So, the ER, it was called the emergency room. So, the reason I named, this is my basement, was the emergency room. Because <laughs> literally, it was only if it was an emergency, mm-hmm. I'd cut you in my basement. So, it literally started with my, my younger brother, uh, Tyler. He was, like, the first person I cut. And I was like, yeah, it's an emergency. He needs a cut. <laughs> I got, like, this chair off of Kijiji. And that's kind of where the emergency room came from. And the transition to uh, Studio 212, literally, when I got here, I, I got this place a month before I got married. Mm. And I remember taking the meeting to get this place, and I said, you know, and I brought my wife with me, and I said, you know, I need to talk this over with my wife. And uh, the salesman was very, very witty. Like, he says to me, well, what do you, you need to talk to your wife, talk to her. <laughs> and I'm just like, nah, you know, like, you're private, yeah. you know, we got to discuss some things. And he says to me, he's like, man to man, what are you, what are you worried about? Like, tell me, like, you know, like maybe I can help, like, give you some perspective. And I, I love information. Like, I love taking what someone may tell me, something I don't know that they may be able to give me some insight on. And what he said to me was, what are you worried about? And I said, honestly, I'm getting married next month. I think it was in like 20 days. Oh boy. And I said, I'm not ready to take on 
this right now while I'm trying to Fact. figure this out. And he's like, he says to me, he's like, are you in love? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, so what are you worried about the marriage? Like, that's already taken care of. And I'm like, I laughed. I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking financially. I don't know if I want to take this on while I'm uh, about to get married. And he said to me, okay, you seem like a really good guy. I showed him like my Instagram and my website I think I had at the time. And he said to me, I believe in you. And I, I you know, so, he just met me. This is the first yeah. time I met him. So I'm kind of like, what do you mean you believe in me? But I was like, I, I believe in me. So when he said it, it was more a play on myself. I'm like, I get what he's saying. Yeah. But what he said to me was, I believe in you. He's like, if you're worried about the finance, the financial aspect of it, you don't even have to give me first and last. Just give me first. Mm. And at that time, I'm the type of person, like, when someone wants to give me something, I, I don't you're, really, yeah, your you know, up. yeah, my guard is up. What so, are you getting at? He said to me, I'll do you even more of a favor. In the contract, I'll write that if you come here and you start running your business and for some reason it doesn't work out, you're not able to maintain, you could get out of the contract. You could get out of the lease. Mm. All you have to do is tell me that it's not going to work. And he said to me, but listen, I'm not telling you that so you could think about that and not make it work. He's like, come here and try your best and make it work. You just have that in your back pocket. He said that, and I said, okay, uh, thank you so much. I'm still going to go and think about it, and I'll let you know. And on the car ride home, I was like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like, I don't have anything to lose. So when I got here, I came by myself, and I learned something from um, one of my uh, friends who's a barber in Montreal. He goes by the name of uh, Pasquale. He told me something. He said, whenever you start something, do it by yourself. Mm -hmm. No matter how hard it is, do it by yourself. Because if there ever comes a day when things fall apart and you're by yourself, you'll know in the back of your head, I did this by myself so I could keep doing what I'm doing. So if you hire 10 guys and you lose all 10 guys, I came here by myself. Yeah. So yeah. I know what I got to do. So I took that advice. There was someone who said they wanted to come on. And I said, no, you know what? Let me do it by myself for a bit so I could feel the pressure. 100%. And when I got here, I had to work. Like, I literally, he gave me the key early, too. And I set up, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I think I started July 1st, or I don't remember the exact date. But I got married, like, 20 days later, um, and I started working. When I came here, I worked harder than I worked in the basement, than I worked at any other shop. The unit number is 212. And where the studio 212 came from was the fact that there's two 12-hour shifts in a day, and I worked Ooh. both. So I was, like, here. Like, I, like people know. Someone watches this video is going to be like, Yo, I've they used for to so see long, the, I never even knew that, fam. Man, they used to see the Snapchats and the Instagrams and all the messages be like, how are you still up? Mm -hmm. Like, how are you cutting? You cut people at 4? Who wants to get cut at 4 a.m.? I'm like, man, people there's do. people from different walks of life. Like, And that's what I love about cutting hair is that there's people who work 9 to 5, go to bed by 10. Cool. There's people who are up at 4 a.m. And that's when they're starting their day and they want to start with a fresh haircut. Are you that type of person naturally that you're like, I got to get up, I got to get grinding, I got to get moving? I I have a hard time sleeping. So okay. once I'm up, I want to get everything I have in my head out. So I have a hard time going back to bed, but I like waking up. I have three kids. Yeah. I wake up at 6.30 every day. Yeah, same. Yeah, so <laughs> it's that balance that I struggle with trying to go to bed on time because mm. I'm going to be up at 
Yeah, okay, yeah. see, yeah, I, 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 I'm that guy. I gotta go to bed, man. Yeah? Oh, I used so to be, good. I used to be, I used to be, like, burn the candle at both ends, yo. Yeah. And, and once I started having kids, I'm like, yo, I'm, <laughs> I gotta go to bed. I gotta go to bed, man. Yeah. Like, I, once my brain is done, I can't work the way I used to. When it was, when I was younger, I'd be able to work until, like, 1, 2 in the morning. Yeah. My, my brain is toast. My brain is toast. I'm trying to get back into a place where... I'm getting more results out of my day because there's so much more stuff to do. There's so much more that I want to accomplish. And this leads me right into the next part of your journey. You you are now the owner of a brand. 212 is not about just hair. It's not about just this room we're in. It's not even about the two-hour shifts that you work, the two 12-hour shifts that you work. It's an apparel brand. It, it has merchandise, it has a photo uh, a library of content. Talk to us about how 212 went from the name of a studio, a physical place that where you cut hair into like, this is now a place where art is being created. Honestly, like, it's like, even from when um, I was in the basement, it's just something that I gravitate towards when it comes to, like, inspiration. Like, what you want to look at. Like, whatever place you're going to spend the most time in, it should be appealing on, like, many levels. Like, I should be able to come in here and look at something. at every On every wall, I should be able to look at something that inspires me. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I turn to the left, like, you see the championship ball, it's like... I'm thinking about how much work went into them winning that championship. Yep. Thinking about the player, Kawhi's up there. Like, there's these little things. Like, I turn to the right, and I got, like, I, I have, I really like sneakers. Mm-hmm. And you know, the everything that, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's art up there. There's some Travis Scott. There's a car up there. There's Basquiat on the wall. There's pictures of people on the wall. And pictures, I feel like, capture a moment in time that it just freezes it. It's like, whatever's happening right now, freeze. When I look at pictures, I remember the date. Like, I can look at a picture on the wall. There's uh, Christopher, uh, my cousin there. I can look at James, and I remember that date. And what I'm trying to say is, I think about that everywhere I go. No matter where you are, what is there to look at that's going to inspire you to continue to stop and, like, appreciate where you are? To think back even, like, to where you were and yep. maybe where you want to go. So, what, what was your... No, no, you're doing... You're doing yeah. I'm just asking about how the idea of the brand, you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> I'm sure... I don't know, maybe you tell me. Like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm sure this is an evolution type thing. You probably did not start this thinking that it would be this. Yeah, no, 100%. But it's more like it kind of had to morph into something like this where it would be like... Yo, now this is more of a, 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 a um, clothing. I remember I first came when you first had this place. Yeah. You had like the um, championship clothes, and yeah. you had like the your brand always be learning on. Always that. learning, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, this guy, this guy's about his business. Yeah. I understand what's going on here. He is a, 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 a continual learner. He's a master of his craft, but that's not it. Like even from then, I kind of felt like. Okay, there's, there's more than just the guy who's cutting the hair. This is somebody who has bigger ideas. And then you started doing more clothing. And I think that was probably the first thing that I noticed with, like, the 212, the hats and the T-shirts, yeah. the always learning, all that type of stuff. What made you think about selling clothes? Honestly, 
like 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 you said, I started with always learning, and I always so like I'm always learning. Yeah. So I'm looking at how I can make something better, and one of the things I I disliked about always learning was that I didn't have a logo. It was literally just the words. the words, always learning. And I was like, I want a logo. Like, I want something that you can see and there there can be no words, but you'll know what it is Facts. without the words. And when I got here, like, like it's like you said, it just evolves. Yep. I don't know that that's what it's going to be 10 years from now or five years from now, but I know what I'm working on currently. And I know as time goes on, honestly, I, I got to give a lot of credit to, like, my clients, man, the members who come into this space because the conversations I have behind the chair, I like, I, I could say this as a barber, I don't know about everybody else in this world, but the conversations that happen in a barber chair, t- for me, are some of the best conversations I've had in my entire life. That's and one of the things I told people when I first, for the first time ever went to your basement. I said, first of all, it's clean. It doesn't smell like it's different than everything you ever experienced. Yeah. When he goes to someone's like basement, it's usually like it's unfinished or whatever, or it's a garage. It's not. It's not warm. All that type of stuff. Your your place was hospitable, but then the next thing I always tell people when I first met you was like, and no matter what you want to talk about, Adam is a conversationalist. He's somebody who is uh, um, curious to learn. You know what I mean? And that's in my mind. I was like, man. Whenever I go to the barber shop, all you hear is foolishness about how they know Michael Jackson did that, did this, yeah. and, and you know how so and so is the best basketball player, and this person did that, and just beer, just random foolishness. I'm like, yo, this is the first time I went somewhere. I remember, listen, I remember our first conversation. You talked about cutting hair for homeless people in the oh, city. That's a long time ago, that was right? A long time ago, right? Yeah. So on Thanksgiving, I, on Thanksgiving, yeah. I'm thinking, man, this guy's. That's why my, my mind was like, well, this guy's not just a barber. Right? Yeah. So the conversations immediately were elevated to the whole experience that you were crafting. You know, like, I think the conversations that happen in a barber chair can be like therapy. It's like... Yeah, oh, man. Crazy. And it, it, it's, it's truly therapy on both sides because I know as when you're getting your hair cut, it feels like therapy for the person in the chair, but... Part of the reason I used to work a lot was talking to people. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I could be so upset. Like, ha- a lot of guys might not know this. Like, those <laughs> 3 a.m.s, hey, I know this is a ridiculous question, but do you mind, do you think I could get a cut? A lot of those yeses were because I was stressed out about something. Yeah. And I was like, I know if I get behind the chair right now at 3 a.m., I'm going to be at peace. Because I'm just, I get behind the chair and it's literally like the whole world is shut off. And I get to just, talk and hear somebody's side sense. of the story and sometimes hearing somebody else's life story gives you a chance to sit back and like realize like mm. oh wait a second like I need to take a step back like there's a lot going on in this world yep. that like you could kind of like lay off what might be stressing you at the time yeah this is it's just such a pivotal moment I feel like we can yeah I was going to say, we can take this conversation a whole other place. Like, such a pivotal moment in terms of, like, manhood and when you reach a certain age, what you need mentally, what you need socially, spiritually, you know, all those things come to a come to a head where it's like, 
okay, I, I'm recognizing who I am and what I need. And I think for people who are creative, headspace is important. Yeah. Um, being able to be clear of mind, conscious of surroundings, and be able being able to execute on a creative level are also things that are super meaningful. Because there comes a point in everyone's life where it's like, you can chase money, you can chase fame, you can chase accolades, you can chase accomplishments, you can chase family, or if that's what you're looking for. But there comes a point where everything comes to like, but what does it all mean? Exactly. Like, if I'm gonna be, if I'm upset about something, if I'm stressed out about something, I need to have a reprieve. I, I gotta have an outlet to let this out. This is why I'm always scared of when somebody has like no hobbies, they don't drink, they don't smoke, they don't yeah, go out, yeah. they don't go. I'm like, yo, bro, this is the person. This is, yeah. That's the person who goes and shoots up the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, they need an outlet. <clears throat> you need an outlet. Yeah. There's all this, life is stressful, so you have to have an outlet for it. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't, you don't smoke, you don't drink, you don't, you don't talk to anybody, you don't have a family necessarily. I feel like you're in a dangerous place, yeah. and I think that's more again testament to the type of person that you are. Is that you're like, yo, there's mental clarity that I gotta get like you know what I mean like you want to see projects through from beginning to end and if your mind is cluttered about something the chair is of course it's like yo I'm I'm home now yeah and it's like some people you know like truck drivers are like yo when I'm on the road that's it I'm just it's just me on the road I get to actually focus and talk to myself or process ideas and I think that you're processing a lot of ideas into really cool uh, um Assets, cool things that people could actually see that are tangible. Yeah. Like I'm looking at the the two one two lighter. I'm, I'm like, when did you start making lighters, bro? <laughs> like, yeah. You weren't supposed to say that, but it, it's it's out now, right? But um, that's something that I've wanted to make for so long. I took a trip to Chicago back in 2014, and I've wanted to make a lighter since then. But I didn't have a brand. I didn't have a logo, bro. So. Like, something I want to say to people is, like, your ideas, write them down, and don't forget them. Like, they might not make sense right now, mm -hmm. but there'll be a day when it makes sense. And it's possible. And finding, like, a supplier for a lighter, like, I've been looking for years. It's always been in the U.S. The, the cost didn't make sense. And honestly, magically, like, the things that I found out in 2020 and 2021... I, like as bad as this year is I feel like for people who are trying to create mm -hmm. and focus it, it was it was a great time to do that yeah I, I tell people I said you know I know that coronavirus is real I know people have died but 2020 was my best year and I I, I feel guilty even saying it. It's, it, it's I only say that to like close friends like I, I feel guilty saying that because it's been a bad year for a lot of people right yep. But it's, it's been bad for me for in terms of business. Right. It's been terrible. But my mind is not on that because there's no... Like, my mind to focus on... For my mind to be focused on, my business is shut down. Right, it's right, going right, right. terrible. I can't cut hair. You guys see Bart. Bart doesn't have a haircut. Bro, I'm, I'm trying to get to the Jay-Z <laughs> level. And you're beating me already, yeah. But, like, if I was to focus on that, I would be losing sight of what I should be focused on 100% and like there's so much more to focus on that like I'm grateful that I've had the opportunity to focus on everybody like especially in the church world 
everyone was very big on 2020 is going to be the year of yeah. clarity, of yeah. focus, yeah. without, you know, downplaying everyone's personal successes, what you just said and what I just said was exactly the same thing, where it's like, it was clarity. It was clarity, yeah. Sometimes we think the things that are, are, are the loudest are the most important, and, you know, you may be looking like, okay, I got bills to pay, and I got this job, and I got to do this, and I got to do here, and I got to do all these extra things because they're loud. They're so prevalent in our lives. But at the same time, it's like, well, once you have a global pandemic that removes the the stress of traveling to work, now you work Mm -hmm. at home, that removes the stress of we always have to be doing stuff because everyone else is doing stuff, and now you're at home with your family, and you're just chilling, now you can kind of have clarity. Now you can kind of have focus. Well, what are the most important things? Well, I'm healthy. Everyone I love is near me. I get to still, you know, if you are still working, I still get to do my, my job. I still get to spend more time with my kids. The things that are most important have, who have, that may not have been the loudest have now become the focus. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, even though Corona has been bad, I'm just like, yo, the world has been loud and somebody just turned down the volume a little bit. Now, it's only turned down if you choose not to indulge like all the social media and the news and all that kind of stuff because that stuff is still loud. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But if you chose moments of clarity, I think you're, you're, you're probably thinking, yeah, 2021 or 2020, you know, I did read more. I did spend more time by myself. I did journal. I did actually spend more time with my family. I did do all these things. Maybe pick up a hobby like cooking or stuff like that. So, all of that to say, everything is what you make it. Yeah. Despite where you start or where you are, you get to choose the next chapter. And, Adam, you you may have started in the emergency room. You may have started cutting hair. And I still think that's a huge passion of yours. But I genuinely feel like this is still, like, the ground floor of yeah. where some of your artistry can go so some of the talk to us about some of the products that you have like some of the things that you've created so far even if you only have them limited time yeah just so people can understand what i mean when i keep saying the brand the brand the brand so i I think i started with uh hats like uh snapbacks then i did dad hats then i did um trucker hats Mm. i did t-shirts jogging pants i did a tracksuit um, I did a coach's jacket. Uh, you did a coach's? I didn't see some of the stuff yeah. I didn't even know. And that's the thing. Some things like I'll do such a limited run. I don't even get to release it because like people I buy like, it so, yeah. so fast. And I like to. Um, there's certain people I like to show things to. Yes. To hear like what they think. Cause I value their opinion so much. And sometimes I'll I'll make like ten of something, and I'll be like, "What do you think of this?" Like I'm thinking of releasing that, and they'll be like, "Okay, cool." Like. Like, can I buy it? And I'll be like, no, it's not even for sale yet. No, no, no. Like, after this cut, like, I'm taking that jacket. Like, you need to have that price before this cut's done. And I don't even get to release it because it's like, there's three left. What's the point of me releasing it when I don't even have any more left? So I'll just let those go and it'll be over. And that's just what happens sometimes. You're like, but- you're, you're like, you're like, a, a, you're almost the same model as like Supreme. It's such a limited. Yeah, no, not, no, no, in the, yeah. in, in the not yeah. in the sense of like how big it is. I'm talking yeah. about. It's like listen, we partnered with 
this, and there's only so there's much, only and, it's, so and, much. and it's done. Yeah, it's done. And even before it could even be like in every store, the main stores have sold all the it's stock. Gone. But I like that because, like, I, I like the fact that there's certain things that are not for the world. It's for two twelve world, like the people wow. who are in this with me that are have been along the journey who have that's inspired facts. me and pushed me to do what I'm doing. So that's something that I've really like to focus on now that like I want to put out large scale things which I've been working on through this time that we've had. I'm not going to talk too much about those because <laughs> I have some plans on how I want to release those things. But there are things that I want to be large scale where there's a large quantity. It's kind of like for the world. And there's things that I literally just I don't, I'm not even gonna put like I said I won't put it up like, this is up. for you it's concepts yeah where it's for certain people bro talking to you is super inspiring because there's so many things that I still have on the horizon in terms of like I don't want to just be a marketing person there's a lot of other things out there and I think a lot of entrepreneurs people who are just starting out and Especially in this world that we live in, you know, like I always use the reference of my father-in-law. He moved from Newfoundland to Ontario and worked the same job for 35 years and retired on a pension from the same job. And the world we live in now, that doesn't exist. No. Yeah. So if you, if your goal in life is like, well, I'm going to be a pharmacist and that's your goal for forever. I'm like, bro, you have to figure out or you have to raise the ceiling rather yeah. of what you you cannot I don't think anybody should just be their occupation no. and it's so like this is something that I've been trying to figure out how to explain but I'm going to say it here because I feel good here and right we got now, you fam we got you I I'm not going to cut hair like I used to like I, I can't I don't want to and like I feel like I hope that everybody will understand that I want to do more and mm-hmm. it's not that I just don't want to cut hair because I hate cutting hair no I love cutting hair but I don't want to cut as much hair as I used to Fact. because there's other things that I really want to try and do and venture off into because the way I'm looking at the world and the life that I'm living right now is that time is where the value is it's not I don't I don't I don't we all know finances you need to mm-hmm. make certain things it's happen tool. it's a tool but that's not my focus i it's time how much time do i have with my children like with my family with my wife like the things that i've been able to watch i i didn't get to watch before right i didn't get to watch my daughter have the idea of trying to do something like yeah. you know i want to i want to bake i want to bake this cheesecake that my grandmother, uh, who recipe. passed away, made a, she had this cookbook wow. that she put out. And it was like this church cookbook that they used to release every two or three years. And my grandmother has a few recipes in this book. And one of them was this cheesecake. And I named my daughter after my grandmother. Wow. And she tried this recipe. And like, honestly, I'm, I'm a big cheesecake guy. Like, that's my, like... I don't eat birthday cakes. I eat cheesecakes. <laughs> he said cakes with an F. Yeah. <laughs> when she made this cheesecake, I was like, I'm sorry, Fortinos. I'm sorry. Uh, what's what's uh, the next cheesecake? Oh, cheesecake, cheesecake Factory. Factory. Yeah. Ah, I won't be seeing you guys anymore. And to watch it go from 
her just having an idea of trying to bake and she's cooking and the things she's doing to her saying to me, dad, do you, do you think I could create a business? I'm just like, whoa, what do you mean? She's like, oh, I want to, I want to bake and like, I want to have a website. And I was like, the questions she would ask and like what she would, she'd be like, oh, do you think I should have a logo? I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm like, that's what kind of represents your business. Like, do you have a name? She's like, yeah, I'm working on something. I'll show you. Being at home is like, I get to see the whole process. So now when she says, hey, this is my logo, what do you think? I'm like, whoa, that's awesome. I'm like, you should make a stamp so you can stamp the boxes. And like, it's like watching that process. I I don't know, man. Like time is so much more valuable to me than a lot of other things. So to go back to what I'm trying to say is I want to maximize how I use my time. Like what I'm doing, when I'm doing it. And I feel like our worlds that we create, like it's it's yours. You get to create it. Mm-hmm. How much time do you want to cut? Okay, I'm only going to cut three days. I started in this whole lockdown. I started a membership that I've been working on for five years. Yeah, I finally launched it. Yep. And like something like that, like that's where I want to go with this. Because that's what I want to provide. I want it to be, literally, I've been saying it's members only for years. That's what's on Facts. the back of the hat. Yep. And it's like, I feel like if you're actually paying attention... You're not gonna. There's. You shouldn't be taking offense. Yeah, to this. I'm not surprised at all. Because like, like it's been on the hat for like four years. Like I've been saying it. It's like when, when, when I think about the website or the booking app that I've had since 2016, it said members only, but I just didn't. I couldn't. Yep. Put it into a box at the time. So it's like, don't take offense. Like I've been giving you the the clues. The man. clues. Like yeah, it's been there. Up, like that's where I want to go and. With that, I want to lean into photography a lot more to the point where I could actually say, I'm cutting hair these three days, That's photography it. these two days, and I could actually, when someone says, hey, can you come on set? Can you be a second photographer, a third photographer? I could actually say yes. And I could take opportunities that I want to take and not be like, oh no, I got to be behind the chair all day. And you guys know I love cutting hair. Yeah. But I don't want to do that every day. I think you got to change the 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 name on your business card it can't be it can't be Barbara yeah, I, don't, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I think you gotta put You're creative right. director yeah I'm, I'm I'm the art director yeah because whatever it is it's artistic it's yeah. it is a perspective that you take because anybody who cuts hair can just be yeah cut hair but I don't feel that that's how you approach it no you approach it in a way that's like I'm gonna do this in a way that's meaningful to me. That's why you were so drawn to the stuff that was happening in Montreal. You're like, yeah. wow, I need to make an expression like this through my lens for myself, right? Where I can have a place where it is members only, where it is, you know, a great vibe. Like, I tell people this all the time. There is nowhere in the Toronto area that I've ever been to that has lighting like this, that has a chair like the way you do, that has a setup like this, that has art on the wall like this, this same type of way. The experience you provide is unique, and I think that's more towards the artistic direction that you provide, and that's more towards the 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 acumen that you provide. You're like, okay, I'm not taking this in a way that is uh, lightly. I'm taking this with, okay, how am I going to craft the experience from when the person comes in to when they sit in the chair to when they leave? Like, this guy has 12-year-old Glenn Fittich on the shelf and there's a coffee machine and some type of bougie tea that I've never seen in my life. No, that's uh, that's actually... Um, 
That's Jonathan's brother's team. Oh, that's Damon? That's team by that's Daniel. That's team by Daniel? Yeah. Oh, my and it's gosh. A, that's what you're... Oh, no, you got the coffee. I was going to say, that's what you're drinking right now. Wow. But that's what I'm drinking. But you got amazing. the Perry on deck, everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that's where I mean, like, there's nowhere, there's nowhere like this around here. And I don't think that it has to do about cutting hair. I think it has to do with the person who is designing the experience. Yeah. It's and, more than a, it's more than a haircut. Sorry to cut you off. No worries. It's so much more than a haircut in my eyes. It's like, like you said, from the minute you walk in, what can I do to make this better? Mm-hmm. You just walked in, you're like, oh man, the line at Tim Hortons was too long. No problem. Let's make you a coffee. I, I, I've even thought about like how to um, take my website and the booking experience to the next level where you could leave a note in the booking. Like, hey, my appointment's at 8 a.m. Do you mind making me a coffee? So when I open the door, the coffee's already brewing. Like, you let me know how you take your coffee beforehand. These little things, like, obviously, time. I want to save time. But I'm handing you a coffee. Like, nowadays, I'm checking your temperature (laughs) and giving you hand sanitizer. But, you know, how nice of you to open the door and hand you a coffee. And let's start this this process. So, it's like, these little things. And it's like, yeah, Montreal, they were giving out alcohol. Mm -hmm. And they had a sponsorship. I'm like, I don't have that. But not everybody wants alcohol. Right. I don't know anybody who's like, 8 a.m. appointment. Yeah, man, pour me a glass of... <laughs> yeah, let me get some of that yeah. thing, man. It doesn't usually go like this. It's like, what are the things like water, summertime? I remember, and the thing that a lot of people should try to pay attention to is like things that are wrong about something you're viewing. So I've been, I worked at shops where they charge for water. Yes, which I've, is, I've Which there. is okay, right? Everybody's going to do what they do. But what I looked at from that, I looked at that and I said it was wrong. Because they even charged... The employees for the water. Damn. I'm not going to mention the barbershop because I'm not trying to spread That's shade. Not what it's about. But what I'm trying to explain is that I looked at something that I thought was wrong and I did the reverse. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning. I learn from people's mistakes too. That's something that like Always I learning. really look at. Like so, when I saw him charging for water, I'm like, it's so hot outside. Why are we? Ch-? And we're charging the barbers for water too. I was like, okay, cool. And at the time, I'm like that 24 case that No Frills is on sale for a dollar 44. No, at the time it was a dollar 44. <laughs> So I'm like, how are we charging a dollar for the one bottle? I'm like, this is crazy. So then I started saying to myself, you should charge for certain things. I'm like, bottled water? Of course, complimentary. Mm-hmm. But Perrier, Fiji, yeah. coconut? Maybe you should, you should charge for that. But if you just if it's hot and you just want water, you want coffee because it's cold or it's, it's wintertime, you want tea, that's complimentary. So I always feel like it's a give and take. Like 100%. there's things that should be given, and there's things that okay, we're gonna charge for that. And and it's like this is a business. It's a bit, and that's for me one of the hardest lessons that I've learned is that oh, I'm this guy that's like remember I came from the basement. Mm-hmm. So in the basement, it's like you're at my place. Take it, take it, take it. You know, of course, you know. But when you turn into a business, it's like it's a business. Like that cost you. Facts. Like I can't really be giving everything for free. Hundred percent. And I'm, I'm I'm very uh, appreciative of people who think about that, who think about the whole experience. Somebody's yeah. gonna come in and be like, "Yo, how are they gonna feel? How they're gonna look? How are they gonna do everything?" It's it's a complete transformation experience. So I come in one way. I leave a different exactly. way. My cut is different. My fade is different. My beard is different. If I'm thirsty, I got coffee. I yeah. got water. Like you know what I mean? Like it's a whole. You can leave with a new photo shoot. Like you, I can have a whole yeah. headshot. And like to me, that's what makes me so happy. Is that like you could come in down, 
you might leave still thinking about whatever you were down mm-hmm. about, but you might have a new perspective that yeah. we could have changed within a conversation. Definitely going to be better, no matter yeah, what, that's, at the end of the day. When we go to the dentist, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we might come out with that clean smile, but man, you guys messed up my mouth. This hurts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, as a kid, I was terrified of the dentist because every time I go, yeah. uh, you hurt me. Like, so the barbershop is like, you get to leave happy. That's what I love about mm-hmm. cutting hair. That's that's beautiful, man. And there's always something. It's a wedding. It's your graduation. Right. We're doing this for a reason. Adam, where can people find you online? Uh, you can check me out on um, Adam the Apprentice. Uh, sorry, check me out on Instagram at Adam the Apprentice. Uh, you can check out Studio Two Twelve at at Studio Two Twelve CA, and you can check us out on our websites. But you can find all that through uh, Instagram, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it will all be linked in the show notes, guys. If you have not had an experience like what I've, we've been talking about today, you live in the GTA. Book yourself an appointment. This has been the More Life Podcast. Peace out.